0: Hi and welcome to Practical Reliability. My name's George Williams, CEO of ReliabilityX, and we are live at the 35th International Maintenance Conference here in Marco Island, Florida. My guests right now are none other than Ed Stanick, COO of Asset Analytics, as well as Sean Moen, Global Plant Engineering and Operational Effectiveness Leader for 3M. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Good, thanks. Thanks, George.
0: Awesome. So walk, you guys are partnering on some work and, and getting some things done. I'm much more interested in what Sean has to say um, because he's operational excellence and I'm like, it's a just dire passion of mine. Sean, walk me through um, what what problems you saw or what, what prompted you to engage a company like Asset Analytics and frame the project for me.
2: Yeah, so 3M, a global company, and we're uh, rolling out a, a whole new asset management and reliability strategy globally. And as we do that, um, we realize that, hey, we can't do this alone. And we reached out to Asset Analytics at first because of the Ram GPS solution uh, to help us understand, okay, where are we today? To help us get to where we want to be. And then we found out that there were some other tools that could really help us operationally and and really uh, make a, a quick change Um, And and so we're utilizing some of those tools right now to help us in some of our operations. All
0: right, and you you had mentioned RAM GPS. Ed, what's RAM GPS?
2: Yeah,
1: that's a a great question. So RAM is Reliability Asset Management and GPS is uh, exactly what you might think it is. It's a uh, system that establishes where you are in your reliability and asset management journey and it's modeled to the uh, Uptime Elements framework And uh, it establishes a a scoring system to say, hey, here's where I am in that journey, uh, aligns that to corporate or site objectives, and then develops an optimal route to get from point A to point B.
0: Okay, and so, Ed, what were some of the issues you were trying to solve, and why was this the right tool for you guys? Oh, Sean,
2: sorry. Oh, yeah, so um, as as we roll out this new strategy, our, our new strategy is based on the uptime elements. Um, and, and the Uptime Elements Framework for Asset Management and Reliability.
1: And you guys are an RLI.
2: And, and, and as, a, as a member of the Reliability Leadership Institute, um, we were introduced to, to Asset Analytics, and we said, hey, this, is, this looks like a great tool for understanding um, how we can apply the Uptime Elements to achieve business goals. And we, we also, because we have so many plants globally, um, business objectives may be different from one plant to the next, and so the RAM GPS tool really helps us understand where should we prioritize our reliability work. In one plant, maybe we're trying to improve uh, MT, MTBF, but in another plant, maybe we're trying to control costs, and so the approach might be different as far as which elements we focus on. And the RAM GPS helps us understand that.
1: And I think you know, Terrence uh, always says uh, solutions aren't as prescriptive. So depending on what, uh, where you are in that journey and alignment to those, that line of sight, I think that's really an important thing to reveal sort of a clear path. So you're not chasing every, you know,
0: problem or gap
1: and you in can't your do it all at no. once no. are you sure you can't I'm, do it all well, i don't know
0: i, I we might I thought there was a golden there's no there's no uh, silver bullet there's not that doesn't exist huh? you no know, you know ah crap i gotta invent that because you know then i'll be really rich then i'd be working for you
2: <laughs> yeah <right>. so, so. <laughs> yeah unfortunately you can't buy reliability otherwise no? everyone would have already bought it you <sighs> know Come so on. so uh, with 36 elements in the uptime elements framework uh, where do you start and what's yeah. going to so so understanding what's going to make the most impact to achieve your business results really helps you focus, uh, you know, your improvement activities.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, a lot a lot of that stuff happens on the operational side. Normally, it's all inherently part of that improvement process. If you're going to retool a production line or reinvest in recapitalization of your equipment, first thing that you do before just arbitrarily improving it is to baseline and find out how it's performing currently, and then what needs to be improved. But rarely do we look backwards in the maintenance or reliability space and apply those same disciplines.
0: Yeah, and I, well, I, and even on the opex side of things, um, a common opex approach is just lean, cut costs, cut costs, cut costs, and none of it deals with becoming more effective. And so we've got to figure out how to become effective before we can trim it down, right? right? You can become really good at the wrong things, or you can become effective first and then become really good at those that effectiveness, right? And yeah. I guess my guess is you're taking a very similar approach here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you want to be totally efficient, just don't do it. Right? There's, no, there's no resources <laughs> yeah. consumed. I can cut all the
0: costs. Yeah, can right. <laughs> cut all the costs out of here. All right. So, um, how long into this journey are you so far, uh, Sean?
2: So we developed uh, we developed this new strategy in April of 2020, and we became members in RLI in January of 2021. So we've been a, a, about one year now into this journey and into this partnership with, with Asset Analytics um, in utilizing these tools. And what we found is <clears throat> um, that that working with that uh, working with them and, and working in our plants, we're looking at our, our most critical operations right now. And those are the ones that we're really focused on so we have a chemical plant for instance that we're working with right now that that's struggling a little bit because they're oversold and so from a capacity standpoint we really need to get the throughput out of that plant and so we we started applying some tools there uh, both the ram gps and also the blended pm optimization tool
1: yeah so the you know the ram gps exposed the need to really revisit the asset reliability strategies and uh, you guys were working on improving those you know, well before we, we met each other. So you're doing, well, you know, maybe you can explain a little bit on, on what that looked like.
2: Sure, so we have a number of plants and we, and we, and we look at it, each plant is a little bit different and, and so we have to take a different approach when we go into each plant. So in some plants, maybe it, it means really performing that criticality analysis and understanding the process and, and where we need to focus those efforts. You know, it's, it's always about the relentless pursuit of bad actors so understanding where those bad actors are and understanding what what downtime by cause is, so that we can so that we can attack that. Um, additionally, looking at root cause analysis and implementing root cause a formal root cause analysis process, we have that for safety, we have that for quality. Why don't we have that for reliability? Right. And so we've already been working on some of those things, but but there was this gap, and and so now that's that, that we're we're helping to fill that gap.
1: And I I think one of the one of the uh, challenges that we solved, or at least we're addressing is that uh, when you start looking at your asset strategies, there's only a handful of, of methods or techniques that you can turn to that are commonly recognized. And our, our colleagues uh, in the plants were, were chasing more of a traditional FMEA approach and uh, that was taking, uh, I, I guess, forever. significantly
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> sure, you know, you, you think about it, and, and I came out of the steel industry before joining 3M, and, and, and we look at things and we say, okay, well, let's do a criticality analysis. All right, we've done a criticality analysis. Now let's do an FMEA, and let's do a bad actor analysis. And, oh yeah, by the way, let's look at our spare parts, and then let's go look at our equipment history, and what, what else do we need to look at? That process, when you're working on spreadsheets, um, can take three weeks. Two months, three months. You know, so now looking at this from a, a different lens and a different perspective and utilizing some of the, the, the analytics that we can utilize using um the, the blended PM optimization, what we found, we, we had one chemical process we looked at, we looked at the entire process and what would have taken us three weeks to, to maybe six weeks to do on spreadsheets, we were able to do that whole process in one week.
1: Yeah, that was it. That was amazing. Uh, and then of course, the, the site got real anxious and wanted to take on bigger scope. and. Well, that's a good thing. Right? Yeah, 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 but then you got to sort of pull them back a little bit. But I think uh, part, part of the, the challenge that, that we have in evolving our strategies isn't just the, the data on the paper, which is obviously the core but changing the mindsets and the cultural space on how people look at this this data. You know, I remember at one, one of the plants, we actually had a phone call that said, hey, what happened to all my uh, tasks that were changing all these parts, right? We should be changing more parts. And we just fixed all of that. <laughs> so there's certain people that maybe didn't participate or at a different level in the organization that still needs a cultural, that, that's a cultural shift that's happening as we're working.
2: Right, tell me how often you're going to change this valve out. Well, why would I change the valve out? There's nothing wrong with the valve. As long as I'm still doing inspections on the valve and right. what processes am I putting them in, in place? So, it, you know, it might be um, might be um, you know some type of condition monitoring. It might be a, a, a subjective inspection. Uh, could be an operator inspection. But at least we're looking at the failure modes and we're addressing those failure modes rather than just replacing it to replace it on a okay. calendar basis. And
0: so, what change in capacity at the plant are you seeing now, or is that still something you expect in the future? What are the next steps and all that fun stuff?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So we're, we we just completed this uh, a month and a half ago, I think, on 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 the one process, on the first process we went in. So we're still waiting to see the results. However, I, what I will say is that we're already seeing some results in a manpower shift in maintenance by being able to take our, our, our technicians and have them focus on other needed areas yeah. rather than doing the same PM just because it came up on a calendar.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's the the largest. The, immediate benefit of a PMO, right? You free up resources to work on value-added
2: tasks. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned lean, George, and that's that's really, uh, you know, it's more than just just uh, stop spending, it's eliminating waste out of the right. operation, and, and we have a lot of waste in our maintenance operations just traditionally because of the way they were based.
1: Yeah, so like the seven wastes, you know, like overprocessing, uh, overproduction. Overproduction example in the PM world would be doing something more frequent than is needed, or or a task completely unrequired that landed up in that strategy from some emotional event. We would call that Frankensteining the PM. You know, everybody's Wind quality
0: When quality just oh. says, yeah, add this visual inspection every three months just in case you happen to be standing in a room when the failure occurs. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. When, <laughs> you know, when, And we do this, you know, this week-long, like almost a Kaizen event uh, addressing the the, uh, the PM uh, program. It's almost a therapy session because you get the maintenance people in the room. Oh, yeah. And they're telling me, I, yeah, I'm telling you right now that doesn't add any value. I don't know why we do that. But this is giving a platform or a forum to take their experience and push it through a standardized process. Um, You know, one other thing Sean mentioned uh, uh, is that the manpower that's being uh, freed up is also compensating for the attrition rates that are forecasted in the organization and the skill sets that need to backfill that. That's right. a big risk.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah so and everyone's I, going through that.
1: Yeah, and, if the, and let's just take something as simple as vague or uh, ambiguous PM tasking, go check this thing because they just know what to do. Well, they really don't know what to do, and now I have to put the guy who knows what to do on that, and that guy's retiring in about a year. So it's not a sustainable model uh, to, to keep that you know effort, to keep the reliability where it needs to be.
2: I think one of the the other things that came out of, of both the Ram GPS and the blended PM optimization model um, and, the, and the practice and the event that we went through um, was bringing operators and maintenance and engineers and process engineers all together talking about the same asset and finding out the different perspectives and then they were learning from each other about the different perspectives on, on the same line that they've been working on for years. And they were just like, oh, well, I, I never thought of it that way. And and so having all that brain power working together to solve a common problem, it, 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 you can't buy that.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we know the process, right? We, we do it all the time. That's our, our our expertise. We don't know the equipment or the history right. or, or their, their experience. And those two things have to come together. Uh, when, when we started working on this and, and we began pulling the data out of Maximo, uh, and by the way, you, some of your plants are on SAP. Yeah, some, some are our, on
2: SAP, some are on Maximo. Yeah, so,
1: on. so different platforms presents a challenge too, right? So you got different sources and tables yeah, yeah. to go find. But then there's commonality of assets no matter what platform you're on. That, that site also has one of these and this site has that. How do we gain that leverage to create momentum? And, and that's really the, where the power comes in. We had a great successful event, but now how do I leverage that event across the organization?
2: Right, if I've got a specific type of pump, and now out of the event we, we realized, hey, we were doing these types of inspections, and we're gonna change to this type of inspection. So how do I share that with everyone else in our organization globally to help them save that time? Right? How do I replicate that and get that flywheel moving? Get that momentum going?
0: And you may have multiple contexts of that based on the criticality of
2: of that asset,
0: right? You know, whether it's a pump or something else. But you may say, okay, I've got them all over the world, but only these ones are critical to their process, and these ones are less
2: critical. And then the context of that PMO may be different, right? Yeah, absolutely. When you look at your reliability strategy deployment, um, you know, how are you going to deploy that? Well, in one plant, that that same pump might. Might be a run-to-fail item, right? Uh, and in another plant, it's it's one of the most critical to the operation, right, so, right. so deploying that strategy correctly is really important.
0: And so, does the blended PMO offer a mechanism to make sure that we can handle that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's a
1: there's a whole criticality management uh, front end on that that establishes operational context. Now, and by the way, something really interesting is everybody's doing criticality, no matter how you classify it: ABC, red, yellow, green, one through a hundred, or or whatever your scale is. Uh, most people look at criticality as the effect that the equipment misbehaving has upon something. If it misbehaves, it might affect the environment, it might affect safety or it might affect the quality or throughput of the of the line or or the plant. We also balance that with the inputs that affect the equipment. The skill sets of the team maintaining it, the availability of parts, replaceability if they don't even make this anymore. All of those factors have an influence upon the equipment, so we look at both sides, the input and output of that criticality for a real good blend. And then based on that, you can use all those same factors for recapitalization strategy. So not just use that factor just for PMs, but we can say, where are we reinvesting? When do we need to reinvest?
0: Excellent. All right. So what's on the roadmap for this year and how are you going to leverage
2: uh, the tools that you have to help propagate that across your network? Wow. What a great question. So so first of all, on the RAM GPS side, um, you know, right now we're in our we're in our strategy um, mode right now. How are we going to deploy, and how many plants are we going to deploy to next year? And so, working with my my director right now, we're we're looking at okay, how many are we going to deploy? How can we get that done? Secondly, then is when we go in and do this RAM GPS, that's going to give us the candidates to where do we need to maybe deploy. Blended PM optimization, where do we maybe need to deploy work execution management instead, you know, planning and scheduling? Uh, some of our plants are real good at it, some of them aren't doing any at all, right? They're just throwing out a stack of, here's the PMs for today. So by going in and doing the RAM GPS, that's going to help us understand where do we need to deploy other tools.
1: Yeah, because in your group you only have so much bandwidth as well, you got. Two hundred sites calling. In a you mean
0: you can't just turn the reliability switch on? I thought. <laughs> I thought you. You know. I'm still looking for that switch. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, the resources are not unlimited, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so what you know, really at the center, what we're what we're trying to uh, help uh, the 3M corporate group do is to create scale, leverageability, and standardization, so that they can find out out of all of our portfolio who has the common problems and what solutions can we keep in control. To deploy and touch the most and you know, benefit to the most sites. And that's really where where we are at this point. And then they're going to have one off issues that you discover along the way as well. But there's a handful, four or five things that we can do together that are going to influence a, a huge portion of that of that footprint. Sean,
0: how do you deal with the word different thing that you may get? Because I'm sure it's not like you have the same manufacturing at all of these locations, right? And
2: everybody believes they're different. So how, how are you faring with that? You know, when I the the last company I worked for was owned by by a Brazilian company, and um, they had a they had a saying there: "Same, same, but different." And and that's really the 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 mindset that you have to have is that, yeah, yeah, we're different, we're different than everyone else. But actually, you're not. And so finding those commonalities and saying "same, same," but yes, you're a little bit different. So now let's figure out how are we going to deploy the strategy to you, based on your business objectives, based on your goals. It might look different but it's still going to be based on that same framework
0: right 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 yeah because everybody thinks they're different right yeah. they're, this doesn't work for me my plant's different all those things and then you boil it all down stuff still rotates uh, it's still a tank It still boils something you know whatever right yeah. like that but it really does come insert down to asset class here
1: yeah awareness <laughs> and education of the site who's going to be next on the list are they aware that there are standards for these types of things and how they're developed and if you purely default to say that I'm just out of the box different that I'm not open to take any standardization uh, to be able to implement I might make adaptions you know uh, adopt or or change some subtleties to to these things but but out of you know really the core fundamentals should should be tenant to, to what you do
0: yeah yeah no doubt yeah. no doubt all right so some folks listening are still at a point of I have no idea where to start I don't I you know I'm looking at this gigantic mountain, I'm trying to find the switch or the silver bullet and I, I can't find it. What advice do you give to those folks, Sean?
2: Well, first of all, begin at the beginning. So uh, in order to do anything, there's really, I think, three steps. First, you have to get, get it into your head. So you have to understand reliability. You have to, under, you know, if we're gonna use the, the, the uptime elements framework, then really understand the uptime elements framework. Then you gotta get it into your heart. So it's now I've got it in my head, now I've got to get it in my heart, I've got to believe and I've got to really understand and then I'm gonna to have to take action and get it to my hands. So, so find that thing that, that now you understand, that you feel passionate about and then put it to your hands and go do it. And just start somewhere. You know, you, you're never gonna be perfect. Um, Elaine Belda, the former CEO of Alcoa, once said, you know what, get 60% there and do it. If you wait until you're perfect, You'll never get anything done. So it's right. really all about execution. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, if, if you're going to have a goal. And and a goal without a plan is a dream. And a plan without execution is just a waste of time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should write books. <laughs> you just quoted a couple. <laughs> and how do folks find out more about RAM GPS and blended PMO?
1: Yeah, great, thanks. So they can go to uh, assetanalytics.com. And uh, find all the information. Spell that. A S S E T A N A L Y T I X. Oh, I X. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you all for right. doing that because uh, we got we got fancy with our name and uh, you can't find us. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, AssetAnalytics.com and, and uh, be more than happy to to help you guys out. And and then you can also uh, try it out. You can go try Ram GPS and see what it what it has with a demo.
0: Oh, excellent. So if they just Google RAM GPS, they should uh, Should, be able to find find it. it. Yeah, Yeah. excellent. Awesome. Well, let me tell you, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to both of you. Sean, thank you for being here, Ed. Thanks thanks so much for spending time with Practical Reliability. Yeah, Yeah, thanks, thanks, George. George. Awesome. Excellent. So for Sean Mullen and Ed Stanek, I'm George Williams. Go make tomorrow better than today. If you're a Maximo user, responsible for Maximo at your company, a developer, or someone interested in asset management, reliability, digital twins, and all the amazing things that surround Maximo, the event for you in 2022 is Maximo World 2022. Austin, Texas, August 9th to the 11th. Participants will have an opportunity to meet IBM Maximo experts and partners with proficiencies in the technology and the strategies and processes that accelerate bottom line business results. For more information, visit www.reliabilityweb.com events and click on the Maximo World icon.